Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of the podcast and also lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I want to give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer, as well as Sheldon Boyce, our assistant producer, and today, uh, Dave Wright, who's stepping in to help us uh, uh, with some sound and make sure that we can have this podcast available to you. Um, if you want to learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. Well, let's jump right into it. Uh, Elijah, you are not on the producer's desk today. You're sitting here in the podcast. It's, you have been a uh, frequent guest, but but thank you for jumping in and being a part of this. Absolutely. Thank you for the invitation. And Aaron, you are the student director, children's director here at Crosswinds, and, and I want to say thank you for coming back and being part of this podcast as well. Yes, thanks for having me again. So what we're going to do, we're, we're heading into the new year, and, and as we're in this new year, I thought it would be a good idea to talk about some of the common language we use around here at Crosswinds. And, you know, for our mission, uh, we talk about the fact that we are here, and, and every church has the same mission. The way they word it is different. But our mission is to know God and make Him known. And we talk about the reality that we want to meet, you know, kids, students, adults alike, wherever they are on their spiritual journey, help them take their next step with Christ. And how do we do that? Well, we have a strategy, but you could look at, too, as our discipleship pathway, where we talk about reaching people who have yet to receive Christ so that they'll believe, believe in the Lord uh, for salvation. And then um, we, of course, not only leave them there, but in the discipleship process, we talk about what does it mean really to belong to, to God? What does it mean to be a part of His family and to be a part of the church? Um, and what we're going to be, and we looked at those things uh, last time, but what we're going to do is, is move forward a little bit in a discipleship strategy. We're going to talk about what does it mean to, to become the person God's created us to be, as well as reach out, which we use the word bless. And so there's, there's four B words there, right? Uh, that we, of course, uh, want to believe, belong, understand we belong, become, and then bless others with the blessings that God has given us. And, and the way we really word that is with for our words, that we want to reach people so that they'll believe, and, and then we really want to raise them up uh, so they understand that they, they belong, and then really, uh, and then also that they what help them become the person that they are in Christ Jesus. And our third R word is release them to bless others. So four B words, three R words. Hope that's not too complicated. If it is, we're not doing our job well. Uh, but I think we can unpack a little bit when we talk about becoming. And I, I want to start really, um, Elijah. I'll start with you. But talk about your journey of becoming. You know that idea because really. You know, we've looked at the fact of what does it mean to enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ, sharing that uh, message with those around us, which we'll end with with bless. There's a circle here that, that brings us right back where we started, really, just on the other side. Um, you know, no longer are we talking about the person coming into a relationship with Christ, but we're being used of God to, to introduce people to Christ. But in, in, the, be, in the becoming, um, it builds on who we are in Christ, right? That we're part of God's family, that that um, we belong to the church, which a lot of people don't talk about, that we belong to one another. Mm -hmm. God called us not to do life alone, but with him and others. Um, but this becoming is really where we usually use the word discipleship, growing in Christ. Talk about your becoming story. Yeah. So 
you know, I've had the privilege of being able to share <clears throat> a bit like my story a bit more in depth on the podcast in the past. And so I won't, I won't jump too much into some of that, but the, um, becoming for me, you know, um, so I guess I'll, I'll pick up after like, so that point I was in high school when I, I truly made that decision for Christ. And I think that's the, that's the turning point in my life where I started to feel like I belonged, you know, to Christ and to the community of followers and believers that I, I knew at the time. And, um, you know, I, a lot of different forms of belonging, right. And, you know, even into my own family and stuff like that. And so, um, <clears throat> but then becoming, so I think after I accepted Christ, my, that's sort of when the rubber started to meet the road a little bit. And I, uh, I was blessed to be able to, um, shortly, I don't even know the whole time frame, but shortly after being, uh, accepting Christ, I was given the option to be on staff here at Crosswinds. And, um, I was hired at 17 and, um, I didn't know it at the time, but it became evident to me slowly that I was just how fortunate I was to have that position at that age and to be able to honestly just be poured into by so many people around me. And I think about, you know, my youth pastor, Brian Soler, and, you know, even just like my, my, my boss and, you know, the people that I had to report to and stuff were like everybody, everybody around me genuinely was wanting to pour into me and, and, um, and disciple me and help me to become what, you know, what I could be or what closer to what God wanted me to be and help me to see those things and see that vision. Um, and so that was a huge blessing to have those people in my life. And I think it's through, it's through those relationships early on that they, that those mentors in my life were teaching me things like, you know, how to get the most out of the time that I was spending in scripture and the time that I was spending, you know, praying and Hey, here's some, here's some different ways you could look at doing those things and stuff. And that really started to help. Um, and then I think, uh, somewhere along the line, I, you know, I'll always plug Celebrate Recovery. I jumped into a step study group and, you know, that was just uh, a much more intimate uh, atmosphere with a group of guys that we were able to grow together and, and really even unpack on a deeper level. You know, okay, we, we are all kind of in this boat. I remember all of us kind of coming to the decision that we belong to Jesus. We belong to that community and we're here now to learn how to become that better and how to do that better. And so, um, a lot of these things in my life overlap, sure, you know? absolutely. um, which is really cool in a way. But I think the one thing I'd say is I had all of these different people in these different atmospheres in my life where I was being discipled, but at a point I had to make that decision to, to do some of the work on my own and, you know, to, to, to get the most out of my Bible study time. It looks different for everybody, but for me, I had to, I got some notebooks and some pens and I started writing down some things and I started asking questions, you know, that I, part of me maybe felt like, oh, maybe I know the answer to this. And oftentimes I was either shown that I didn't or, you know, hey, you're close, but it's more close, it's closer to this, you know? And so, but I think in all of those things, whether it's personal Bible study or even in the in the the studies that I was in and stuff with different people, it really got to the point where, okay, I feel like I belong, but to become, I need to start doing some of these things. And um, yeah, I could I could go on and on about uh, it, but you know, well, yeah, I I agree with you. I I think there's a there's a place to where that becoming, 
where you're being poured into, but hopefully you're being poured into also not just with information, but also being trained in how you can grow in your relationship with Christ so that you know, as we talk a little bit about blessing next next time, um, as we move into that, um, you're able to be a self-feeder, as mm-hmm. I like to call it, other people call that too, you know, self-feeder, we're able to feed ourselves with God's Word, so we can actually be used to help other people in, in their journey of becoming. Yep. And so, yeah, I get that. Aaron, how about you? Talk, tell me a little bit about your story of, of sort of that, that process of becoming and growing in Christ. And Yeah, um, I could definitely relate to a lot of uh, what Elijah said too. Um, you know, I did grow up uh, in the church. Uh, my parents raised me um, to believe in God and to follow the Bible, to read the Bible, to pray every day. And it became um, very much habit for me. Um, and I know, again, like Elijah had said too, you know, I did touch on this a little bit more um, in a previous podcast too. So, um, but however, you know, I think that kind of through high school, it became more of like uh, going through the motions for me um, and um, wanting to um, please others and meet their expectations and not let other people down, um, but not realizing exactly what it meant um, to make my relationship with Jesus personal. So probably not until it was uh, when I went off to college and um, had a little taste of independence and <laughs> um, had a chance to really uh, ask questions for myself, um, challenge some of the things that I had, um, you know, grown up being taught, and um, just really um, take some time to. Um, dig into those things for myself too. And, um, you know, like Elijah mentioned too, having um, mentors, um, I had um, people like that in my life too that walked alongside me um, right through my journey. Um, There was a a couple in particular that um, I can think of that I think I was in high school, um, a husband and wife, um, you know, probably, I don't know, they seemed a lot older than me at the time, but, Always, you know, right? I think, I don't know, they're um, 10 or 15 years maybe older than me. So a little bit further ahead in life, but they just really became um, strong mentors of mine and as well as um, my husband, Chris. Um, when we began dating, they were a couple that really um, mentored us individually and as a couple too, and um, really helped us learn what it meant to build a foundation in a marriage on Christ and um, that we needed to be able to each have our own individual foundation in our relationship with Christ before we could build one together. Um, So that's really, you know, certainly yeah. helped me. And now I'm kind of, I'm at that point where we're raising our own family too yes. and um, taking some of those things that we've been able to um, claim as our own and hopefully, you know, instill them in our kids, but realizing too, just looking back at my journey, you know, knowing that 
you know, as much as we want our, our own children to develop their relationship with Christ is that it does need to be their personal Absolutely. relationship too. Absolutely. So. And, you know, and I, even my journey, you know, I wasn't raised in a Christian home, but I was dropped off at church. And we keep saying this, but yeah, in a previous podcast, actually probably several of them by this point, uh, I've shared some of that story. But, you know, one of the things I'm hearing from both of you that I think is so important to point out is that the, the becoming journey doesn't ever end. Uh, we constantly um, not only are, are growing, hopefully we're growing, right, uh, in Christ, but we also need people to help us in that growth process. And, you know, especially when I think uh, of, of what I hear from both of you, Aaron and, uh, and Elijah, but also as I think of my own story, like, uh, you know, I was dropped off at Sunday school. So my becoming journey, I came to Christ when I was five, started with Sunday school teachers, you know, who were pouring into my life and... You know, uh, you know, becoming looked different, and and you know, from six and seven and eight, and then I remember in middle school, you know, I was in a church that had confirmation classes, and I remember having uh, individuals pour into me, and you know, go through some of the basic, um, uh, you know, the creed, really, the basic creeds of the church, and and work through uh, what it meant that that you know the incarnation and all these words that that we have in, in Christianity to describe the, what Christ and what the Lord has done for us, right, and. And uh, to learn what that meant in middle school, and then I went off to high, you know here I am in high school, and we had moved, and I was in Florida at this time, and that was the first time I I think the idea of discipleship was ever talked to uh, talked to me about. I was being discipled in those ways, but it was it wasn't it wasn't until high school that, that um, the student pastor said, "Hey, would you want to get together with his name was Conrad, another student, and actually go through some uh, a discipleship book together." And uh, so Connor and I became really good friends and, and went through this book together. And, uh, you know, uh, some of the stuff that, that you, in my discipleship journey, like everyone else, was hit and mess. You know, I, I share often that the first book I ever read through from, from beginning to end was the book of Job, uh, which I would never, ever, ever have anyone uh, start with that book. I mean, it was, you know, but I didn't ask anybody and no one told me where to start. I just sort of thought, this is cool. You know, we call him Joe, but his name is spelled Job. And that was how deep I went into actually doing that. And I was, I was probably a freshman in high school. I do say if you can start with the book of Job and continue on, then everything else is somewhat easier uh, to, to study, except for numbers for its own reason. But, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a journey. And then, you know, as, as uh, I talked about in high school, of course, in college, I was a part of helping start small groups on campus and those type of things. So discipleship became a part of my um, sort of my lifeblood, if you will, and and, and I have, I still am growing and understanding what it means to to be a disciple and to help people, you know, grow as disciples of Christ. But in essence, you know, for me, it, it's really it, it means a disciple, someone who's entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ and are being changed by Him and are on mission with Him. And, and so, discipleship to me is is allowing other people to come alongside us in that journey. I'm becoming who Christ has, has created us to be. And I, I do think, you know, my guess is, especially if someone was raised in a church, and, you know, you guys can talk a little more about that, but it's probably easy to, to sort of get um, into the, just a habit, right? It, it's just what Christians do. If you're in a place where parents are pouring into you or the church is pouring into you, unfortunately, not every church does discipleship. Uh, it seems crazy, but but I mean, you know, I, I actually, um, man, it was a while back now, I would talk to a pastor, and we were talking about what we do for discipleship, and basically they said they didn't do anything. He just admitted, I thought, oh my goodness, that's our mission, is to make disciples. So it uh, blew my mind. Uh, but, you know, uh, discipleship in, in, uh, as a kid, and so if you grew up in it, 
I always joke and say, I, I guess I'm rambling a little bit. My way of rebelling was the church because I didn't have to, right? And I, no one dropped me, you know, my parents dropped me off, but then it was my, it was up, all up to me. And I can remember um, my mom and dad, and, and later they felt bad about when they came to Christ, but they said, man, do you have to go to church again? I mean, can you imagine? Uh, you know, another night, another event. Um, but for me, I, you know, anything else was sort of on the table to a certain extent. I mean, my parents were moral and all that, but you, you get what I'm saying. And so it wasn't, you know, until I went to college and found out that I had friends who were like, yeah, we had to do these things called family devotions. And man, what a bummer. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I spent most of my life knowing my parents were far from Christ. I really feel bad that your parents loved you enough to, to teach you the scripture. It must have been a horrible thing for you. Um, but, you know, for us as a church, there's people, we treat people like that sometimes too, right? Or we, or we don't see the advantage of saying, man, if I'm a follower of Christ, I should jump into to growing in Christ. You know, one of the things we do here is small circle which is sort of an app that we use and uh, for discipleship. And it, it's been great for me. So I, I've led a couple guys through it, and it takes a while, and it, it's worth every minute of it. And I've, you know, uh, one of the individuals have been a Christian for years. The, the other individual is pretty new to the faith. And and I just love, I love the time uh, spending with them. And, you know, for me, it's interesting. Part of my growing as a disciple today is in making disciples. I learn more from them than they would ever know. Uh, you know, they always leave and go, man, thanks for taking the time to do this. I'm like, no, thank you, because I grow every time I meet um, with somebody in, in that type of relationship. And, you know, I, I just, I'll, I'll come to you, Elijah, and then Aaron, I'm going to ask you, especially with children's ministry, because I talked about how integral, you know, children's ministry was to me. I mean, a lot of what was built on later came from Sunday school teachers, and we have an amazing children's ministry here. Uh, my, my youngest happened to come up through it. Um, here at Crosswinds, we came here when he was still just starting to head into middle school, and then uh, so got to be a part of it. And then my grandkids right now, both of them are, are part of this amazing children's ministry. But before we get to that, I just real quick, just for you, Elijah, you talked about the, the 12 steps in, in celebrate yep. recovery, which is another way to go about it. And, and what, what's that even, you know, we've talked about it a little bit, so just give a little brief review, if you will, yeah, or for someone who's never heard it so they can understand and say, man, maybe that's something I should look into. Yeah, so, um, you know, just the, the the quick version is, if you're not familiar with Celebrate Recovery, it's um, it's a Christ-centered recovery program, and um, it's for if if you are in the position of thinking that you were hurt by somebody or something at some point in your life, if you have habits that are not good or if even just unhealthy, you know, and or if there's something that you're just hung up on in your life, then you fit the criteria, you know, you can come check it out. But the 12-step... Uh, so basically anyone. Basically anyone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Without saying it, but yeah, basically anyone. <laughs> that was a kind way of saying anyone out there, yep. this is good for you. Um, Celebrate Recovery, uh, like I said, Christ-centered is based off of 12 steps and eight principles. And um, the... We have what's called 12-step groups, and so a group of guys or a group of ladies um, will uh, sit down for you know nine months to a year, and um, we'll typically meet once a week and go through um, these books that go in-depth into all, the, all of these 12 steps um, and uh, have you know questions and stuff to go along with each one of those things, but the 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 main the main reason you go through one of those step studies is um is just it honestly it it helps you unpack some things in your life and dig into some things that perhaps maybe you've um you don't 
think about at times or either on purpose or not on purpose, you know, and, um, it just really helps, it helps get everything out in the open. And, um, there's healing in that there's healing in unpacking some things, especially with doing it, um, with other people that are unpacking things in their own life as well. And so, um, you know, unlike a, un, unlike a one-to-one relationship, which is just you and another person, um, a 12 step group can, you know, be anywhere from, you know, five to eight people, and um, typically meet for about an hour and a half once a week. And um, you just start from the beginning of the 12 steps and go all the way through. And um, you just, in each step, unpack a new, you know, something new in that step study. And it's, if if you are familiar at all, it's, um, the questions in the step study are very much um, meant to make you think and meant to to get you to open up and stuff. And, you know, if it can be an uncomfortable process, you know, but I think, I think healing at times can be and growing. Yeah, I think can sometimes be. you hurt to heal, right? Yeah. I would say, you know, I've had, you know, so summer recovery is, I always joke, I said, because, you know, if, you, if you're a part of it, no one says you're a part of it. Like it, mm-hmm. it's, it's anonymous. Yep. But it's the most vocal anonymous group I've ever seen. Yeah. They never tell anyone else. No one's ever come up to me and said, hey, so-and-so was there the other mm-hmm. night or doing a part of that. But they tell them themselves because yep. God's doing such amazing things in their life that it's a blessing for me as lead pastor to church. So many times I'll come up and say, thank you so much for having us here. Now, I I don't do anything. I mean, yeah. you, there's a whole crew that, that work through that. But they love to share what God's doing in their life. And I've never had anyone come up to me and say, you know, I was a part of a 12-step study and it really didn't do anything for me. Uh, I, it's always individuals come and say, mm-hmm. my life has been transformed by doing this. And so, uh, you know, if you're listening and maybe that's your next step in becoming, maybe the small circles your next step in becoming. And like I said, it's it, you can you can certainly reach out to us. Uh, you have Info Central. You're going over there and 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 say, look, I, I want to be a part of that. If you're sitting here about discipling someone else, I think we have a waiting list for people mm-hmm. who are waiting to be discipled. I think that in a church is is not a good thing. I wish we had more people waiting to disciple people than than people waiting to be discipled. But but that's a way to to grow. Um, but since uh, since for me, uh, especially as a kid, uh, one of the areas that's really close to my heart here is the children's ministry. And it's because um, that was where I heard about God. Uh, you know, as I was uh, throughout my elementary school, I said my parents dropped me off. Um, but you know, my home was moral, but but God was certainly not the center of our home at that time. That would come later when my parents came to Christ when I was in high school. And so, talk to us a little bit about children and and, and our church and how. How you come alongside parents too, and help them in this process of disciplining their kids, help their, helping their kids uh, become the person that you've created, that God's created them to be. Yes, well, I think um, we're at a very uh, unique uh, place and time right now, where I think um, really church faith, um, God is competing with a lot of other uh, things in our kids' lives and our students' lives for. Um, how their identity is shaped. And I think that, um, in fact, my husband and I, we just had a conversation with a couple of our own kids last night about it, just like with social media, you know, so many um, different um, avenues of uh, kids, you know, being told that, you know, this is you are you are this or you are this because of whatever and to help um, 
kids just really understand that their identity is found in Christ, you know, and it's apart from, you know, what society is trying to tell them and what social media is trying to tell them and their classmates and their teachers or whoever, um, but um, to help them understand that the truth of who they are is found in God's word and um, that that can give them the confidence in becoming who um, God wants them to be. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I came across, uh, I was up in the, uh, the children's ministry. I, I don't know if I was serving that morning. I might have been, but I, I don't I don't remember. But uh, a friend uh, had invited a couple of their grandkids to be a part of um, the children's ministry that particular Sunday. And they left and talked about the points they had earned. And um, they were, there's... Uh, if you go up to our children's wing there, the kids' wing, you, you see that there's a like a display case with all these stuff that they can earn uh, points to go towards, you know, and they earn points by showing up. They earn points by bringing a Bible. They earn points yeah, by memorizing, memorizing scripture. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, yeah. Uh, and I'm all for that, by the way. I tell people I, I'll beg, borrow. I won't steal, <laughs> but I'll beg and borrow to, to get people to be in a place where they can hear the gospel. As a student pastor for over eight years, traveled and spoke and all those things. So I, so I have a real heart for that type of thing. But um, but this uh, this little guy, you know, uh, he he was new to church, you know, new to that whole experience. But he left saying, "I'm coming back next week because he wanted to get something out of that uh, out of that display case." You know, he's like, "I got to earn this many points." That means you know, he's actually just telling his grandparents, "So that means you need to bring me back and you need to help me with the scripture memory and I need because I want that and it's going to take you know." He said a whole strategy yeah. of how to do that and. Um, you know, some people out there are thinking, well, that's not the right, you know, reason to do it. Well, no, we, we would hope that everyone would be excited to, to just do that. Um, but my goodness, uh, I can't see anything bad about him <laughs> memorizing scripture, showing up, being positively poured into. Who knows how God's going to use that in his life? But I love the fact that you guys are innovative enough to, to come alongside, in this case, grandparents, but parents, and make the ministry one where their kids want to come. I, I know another story where there's a couple who just sort of been disconnected with church, and the reason they're reconnecting is simply because their kids on Sunday morning are saying, hey, we got church today, and one of them has to take them, you know? And and uh, that that's an amazing thing. And so in that sense, what you do in the kids' men, kids' ministry isn't just ministering to kids, you're ministering to families. You're helping them either become, because now they're showing up because of their kids. That was sort of my story, by the way. My parents ended up coming to church because of me. They dropped me off. Eventually, they became Christian, right? They show up at these events, and they, they receive Christ through through the ministry of the church that I was attending at the time. And I see that happening all the time up at, at the at the kids' men. And uh, I want to thank you for that, first of all, for leading that. But also, you know, talk to me a little bit about that, you know, seeing the parents come in and you know, th- th- there's work that they can do with their kids at home. I mean, you put a lot of time into that. I mean, it, it, mm-hmm. it, the stuff up there doesn't just happen. I, I see it around here. I mean, you're putting tons of time, tons of, tons of ministry partners is what we call our volunteers here. are putting a tons of time and making sure that there's there's information for them to talk. I'm going to stop talking. Talk to me about what's going on. Here. Um, well, one thing that we do stress to the kids and kids ministry a lot too is that they, you know, are a part of God's plan too. Yes. And you know, it doesn't matter if they're, you know, five years old or fifty years old. In fact, just yesterday, I was sharing with them. I said, 
you, you know, they can be good news messengers, just like Isaiah was, just like Gabriel was, um, and that they can be a part of spreading his his good news. And <clears throat> excuse me, and kids can do that with um, their own parents, with their friends at school. Um, you know, we don't know the situation that a lot of <clears throat> the kids are coming to us on a Sunday morning. So, you know, whether they're coming with a friend or like you had mentioned with grandparents or whatever, but they um, are capable of sharing the good news of Jesus with um, those other people in their lives. And um, we want parents to understand too that we uh, we partner with them that we walk alongside with them and that you know we're not trying to accomplish something um, apart from them or yeah. separate from them you know that this is a team effort and um, the things that we're doing on a Sunday morning you know we're hoping that parents are reinforcing throughout the week and that they're having conversations you're at giving home. resources to help them do that yes yeah amazing so yeah we're hoping that they're having conversations because Based on, you know, what the kids are learning in in church, and um, that it just keeps going and grows uh, their faith. There's something I want to touch on on next week's episode. Uh, you talked about the fact that that you reinforce with the children that they're not um, they're not like the church of tomorrow, the church of today, and that God wants to use them today and 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 wants them to walk with Him today. And to me, that that just leads greatly into this idea that we talk about the word bless that God blesses us to bless others. And so um, we're gonna we're gonna pick up there next week. Um, but and so join with me next week. And uh, I just want to say to you, if, if you're sitting here going, okay. Uh, uh, this discipleship thing sort of new to me, or I've been hearing about it. Just, just reach out to us. Uh, we'd love to give you some more information. We have a number of other ways. I mean, we have small groups. There's just a ton of ways in which you can grow in Christ. And I do want to tell you this: that if you're if you're not a believer, um, we would love to help you hear more about what it means to be a believer. And, and you know, sort of, a, it's like pre-discipleship. You're not a believer yet, but you can investigate the things of Christ. We'd love to do that with you, so that you can. Make an honest decision about where you feel you are with the Lord. And if you are a believer um, and you're not in some type of discipleship relationship, um, I'm just going to be really blunt, you ought to be. And so there's just no other way of saying that. I know our culture hates those type of definitive statements, but as a pastor, I can't do anything but tell you what the Word of God says, you ought to be. And if we can help you do that, we want to. Um, that's what we're here for. And so for now, I, again, join me next week. But for now, uh, if you ha- want to check out this podcast a little more or anything Crosswinds, go to crosswinds.church. And for now, be blessed and bless others. And by the way, next week, we're going to be talking about just that. So join us. Mm-hmm.